0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's teaching, remember you can learn more about Pastor Michael Lance, the church, how to donate, how to contact us, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael Lance and part three of his teaching in Revelation 12. The conflict of the age.
1: Look at verse 5. She gave birth to a son, a male child, and this dragon wanted to kill him. He is the ruler, right? But he was caught up. Verse 5, end of the verse, harpazo, the word for rapture. We will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. He was caught up. Jesus was raptured. What do you mean, Pastor Michael? Well, Technically not raptured. He ascended into heaven, right? Acts chapter one, the disciples are with him and he begins to go up, right? And they're staring up there. Whoa. I don't know if they said dude back in those days, but whoa, dude. Why do you stand there staring up into heaven? This Jesus whom you saw go up will come down in like fashion. He's coming again. You can write down Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Look for my coming at first light on the fifth day. Gandalf, Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Do you remember that scene? They're getting beat up and battered in that castle. Remember, it looks like all hope has lost those terrible looking orcs. (laughs) Roof, roof. It's one of my favorite sound effects. Anyway, it's terrible. It seems like all hope is lost. And remember that one king? I'm trying to remember his name, but you have, you have, uh, I can't think of names tonight. Anyway, the other king, and he says, ride out with me. And they ride out to try to take on these ugly, terrible looking creatures. They're outnumbered. They're getting pummeled. And they look up on the hill and there's Gandalf on his white horse. First light has come on the fifth day. And these terrible creatures turn around, and all of a sudden they don't look so mean anymore. And the light hits them, and they kind of almost melt in the light. And the horses run them over in this great battle scene of Lord of the Rings. Just when it looked like all hope was lost. Is that how you feel tonight? You know, think about it a woman in labor about to give birth to a male child against a seven headed dragon ready just to destroy that kid. Who's going to win? If you pause the movie at that point, what would you think? But you know what? Things aren't always as they appear. Because in the upside-down kingdom of God, the people that you would least suspect end up being more than conquerors through him who loved us. Do you believe it? You know, sometimes we look around and we think, man, man, All hope is lost in my life. All hope is lost in my nation. All hope is lost over here. But you know what? Hope is not lost because Jesus Christ is our hope. Amen? And he will rule with a rod of iron. That dragon is going to be done. All right. Verse six. We're going to have to move a little quicker because I do want to try to get through this chapter. The woman fled. Now, who's the woman? Israel. The male child is taken up. So the woman now flees in the light of the dragon's hatred. She goes into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that there she might be nourished for 1,260 days. You all know what that is, right? It's three and a half years. We did talk about a historical event where people heeding Jesus' words fled to an area called Pella. The early church, the early Jewish church did that. We do believe that that foreshadows another scene when this is going to happen again and people who are in this area are going to flee. There are some people who believe they will flee to the area of Petra. That's up for debate, but we think this is going to happen again. And I've explained a lot of that in previous messages. And there was war in heaven, verse 7. Michael, one of my favorite guys in all the Bible, just mark that, his name is amazing. My, <laughs> Michael, and he, would you check this out? Michael has angels. Uh, was it Ray, did you show me that picture where your guardian angel had their head down and it's basically that you were wearing them out? Was that, was that a direct application to you? <laughs> His guardian angel just had his head down. Anyway, we won't go there, but Michael and his angels was waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and who? His angels wage war. Now, we're going to find out that the dragon, Satan. Satan has angels. Michael has angels. Michael is an archangel with a team, apparently, under him. And the dragon has his angels, and there's a war in heaven. Remember, everything's been going on in heaven as John sees this. And they were not strong enough. That is the the dragon and his angels at the end of verse 7. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. They got the boot. The boot of disfellowship. (laughs) And the great dragon was thrown down. Here you get who he is. He's the serpent of old. By the way, Genesis 3, when the serpent is there tempting Eve, the only place that I know of that tells us who the serpent is, is is here and I think second Corinthians 11:3 is pretty specific on that as well uh, about the deception of Satan there but the serpent of old, the serpent that came into the garden that possessed the serpent if you will is Satan he's called the serpent of old serpent speaks of cunning, He's the devil, diabolos is the Greek word, means a slanderer, accuser, accusing falsely. His name is also Satan, Satanus, speaks of an adversary, four names for Satan here, who deceives the whole world, he's a deceiver, and he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Does Satan have access to heaven today? There's a little debate. Some people say yes, others say no. Kind of depends on your end times viewpoint. In the book of Job, Satan appeared before God in heaven, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, oh, the only reason, paraphrasing, he does what he does is because you give him everything and you bless him, take some stuff away, and he'll curse you to your face. There's the accuser. And so Satan is given some wiggle room to mess with Job, right? And uh, we know that that how that story unfolds. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He deceives the whole world and he accuses. Here he is thrown down. He's pictured in Zechariah 3 1 is standing at his right hand to accuse him, speaking of Joshua the high priest. Jesus talks about the ruler of this world being cast out in John 12, 31. Uh, Romans 8 says, who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. 1 John five nineteen says, the whole world lies in the sway of the evil one. In verse 10 of chapter 12 of Revelation, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, the church, has been thrown down, who accuses them before our God how often? Day and night. Now, he made accusations against Job, he made accusations against Joshua, and apparently he accuses the brethren. There are some people, some scholars, good scholars, who believe he no longer has access to accuse. He's been kicked out. You might say, well, at what point was he kicked out? Some believe when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected from the dead, Satan's accusing career is over. No accusation can be leveled against the church because we're in the righteousness of Christ. And so... We have the imputed righteousness, so what a silly thing it would be for Satan to continue to try to accuse people who are as righteous as Christ, positionally speaking. Everybody with me? There are others who hold that he still has access and that access will not be cut off until the middle of the great tribulation and that he's still doing it, but he does it to no end because every time he accuses us, we just have Jesus answer the door, right? And we are in Christ And there is nothing that will ever separate us from his love. No accusation will stick. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. None. Nada. Zero. Romans 8 starts off with no condemnation. Romans 8.39 ends with no separation. Nothing will ever separate you from his love. And in between, God works all things together for good. Read Romans 8 to know who you are in Christ. No condemnation, no separation, and God's working everything out for the good of those who what? Who love him. Praise God, that's who you are in Christ. Why why do we listen to the voice of the enemy sometimes? Beat ourselves up unnecessarily. We're still in that battle. And they, they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb, verse 11. How do you overcome the evil one? Through the blood of the Lamb. And because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even to death. Who is he who overcomes? 1 John 5, 4 and 5. He who believes. We overcome by faith in Jesus Christ. We're redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. We have been set free, washed in the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But it has been done. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, verse 12. Woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you, and he has what? He has great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. Now, those who hold that Satan was kicked out after the cross and resurrection think the short time encompasses the last couple thousand years. Those who hold that this is the middle of the Great Tribulation believe the short time is just a matter of months or perhaps a couple of years. So you can see that language there.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Visit the Walk in Truth store today and get the DVD series in Revelation by Michael Lance. The book of Revelation reveals the person and work of Jesus Christ. This book will give you a unique glimpse into heaven and the worship that happens there. It also reveals the future. We see the seven-sealed scroll, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the mark of the beast, and learn about the new heaven and the new earth. Join Michael Lance in these DVD series of the dramatic, often sobering book. Visit the Walk in Truth store today to order your copy of the DVDs, all available to help you dive deeper into the book of Revelation. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. What
1: can wash away my
0: sin? Nothing but the blood of
1: Jesus, but it has been done. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, verse 12. Woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you, and he has what? He has great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. Now, those who hold that Satan was kicked out after the cross and resurrection think the short time encompasses the last couple thousand years. Those who hold that this is the middle of the great tribulation believe the short time is just a matter of months or perhaps a couple of years. So you can see that language there. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman. Who's the woman? Israel who gave birth to the male child and the two wings of a great eagle were given to the woman in order that she might fly into the wilderness the wilderness is a picture of Israel wandering after the exodus to her place where she was nourished for a time times and a half a time what's that three and a half years you can write down chapter 12 verse 6 from the presence of the serpent Exodus 19.4, God says, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Into the wilderness is repeated in Mark chapter 1 several times, and God protects her there. He takes care of his people in the wilderness. Um, So that could be Israel, the remnant of Israel, heading off as they see the Antichrist doing what He's going to do. And the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth. Remember, this is all symbolism. Your mouth usually is the place from which words come. He's a liar and a deceiver. Out of his mouth, I think, is the key to the interpretation. After the woman, he poured out water, probably rivers of lies, deception, you name it. Out of his mouth, after the woman, after Israel, so that he might cause her to be swept away with a flood. Maybe lies. The devil is a liar, a murderer from the beginning. And the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. So the dragon wanted to destroy her. And the earth opened up its mouth and saved the woman, Israel. Do you remember when Korah was rebelling against Moses? And Korah was basically, who are you to lead us? You're not all that, Moses. And Moses says, you know what? If that's true, I'm paraphrasing, I'll tell you what. If I'm really not the true leader and prophet of this nation, then you, you guys will all die in the way people normally die. You'll live your life and you'll die a normal death. But if I am the true leader and prophet of this nation, may the ground open up and swallow you and take you down to Sheol eh, on the count of three. <laughs> I added that, by the way. That's not in the Bible but it sounds pretty good. It's kind of like what you tell your kid. One? I'm serious now. One and a half? One and three quarters? <laughs> and if you read the account in the book of Numbers of Korah's rebellion, write down number 16, 28 through 34. The ground opened up and swallowed them, and they all went down to Sheol in a heap. Kind of like this. And the other people who were around said, quick, run to Moses so that the ground doesn't swallow us up too. Yep, That was during the Exodus. I think if you take the book of Revelation and answer interpretive questions by taking scripture with scripture, you kind of see the picture. There's people rebelling, trying to destroy Israel and its leadership or the church, if you will. And God is helping her, as he did in times past. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, 17, final verse, and went to make war with the rest of who? Her offspring. The woman's Israel. Who's the rest of her offspring? Uh, When you go and find a mirror tonight, you'll see who they are. You are. You have been grafted in to the promises. We are the rest of the offspring. We are all sons of God, sons of Abraham by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham's the believer justified by faith and we've been grafted in. And he goes off to make war with the rest of her offspring. I think that's the church who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus Christ. Father, we are grateful that we have a testimony, all of us, to share of the good news of one who was born a male child but did not stay that way. You know, we're quickly coming to Christmas. It's incredible <laughs> how how soon the year flies by. And Christmas decorations will be going up probably in a matter of weeks, And once again, we will celebrate a male child, but no ordinary child, one who would rule the nations. The wise men, they came, and wise men and women still lay gifts at his feet. And he grew to be that man. And at about the age of 30, he made a public initiation of his ministry in the Jordan River. And he's become the hope of all the world. Thank you that that dragon was not able to destroy him. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. When we just pause to think of the terrible destruction that has been caused in this conflict, the terrible war and the casualties of that war, the multitudes of hopeless people in darkness, in the occult, using drugs wasting their lives. Oh, but Lord, some of us, it wasn't that long that we were in that situation. And you opened our eyes and you showed us hope. The face of hope is the face of Christ. That dragon will not win. He will be destroyed. Thank you that he was dealt the death blow at the cross. Thank you that he was defanged in the resurrection. Thank you that he does not, have the power, the ultimate power you do. And thank you, Lord, that one day you will vanquish him fully and finally and we will have a golden age, a time when the seasons of darkness will be behind us. And Lord, I pray that as we think on these things and we, we rest in the grace and the reality of Christ, You give us renewed hope, renewed passion for prayer, renewed zeal for evangelism, and just a fact that we can rest in the finished work of our great conqueror, our great deliverer, our great champion, our great savior, Jesus Christ. He is the dragon slayer if ever there was one. And we thank you for that, Lord. There may be things that seem like, man, they have so many heads, we don't even know where the next bite's coming from, but we do know that if we take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, if we go to you in prayer, if we just walk with you, Lord, we'll be fine. And you will lead us all the way home. So I just lift up those who are here, Lord, that you'd extend your hand where there's healing needed, where there's refreshment, where there's faith needed, where there's any kind of touch that, can be beneficial to your body. May you do a mighty work. If you're not a Christian tonight or you've been running from the Lord, man, maybe you ended up here because you feel like you've been beat up and you've been losing. Now's the time to get right. Run to the refuge that is Jesus Christ. Something like this. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Pray it if it's you. I believe that you came to this world to save us. I believe you died on that cross for me. I believe you bore my shame and my sorrow and my sin and took my punishment at that cross I believe you rose from the dead just like you said you would and I want to trust you as my lord and my savior change me from the inside out save me make me your child and use me for your glory Lord for those who have opened their hearts maybe those who will listen to this later may you bless them may you seal them. May you strengthen them. May you lift their burdens and may you be glorified in their life. In Jesus' holy name I
0: pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Michael Lance on Walk in Truth. This has been part three of his teaching in Revelation chapter 12 about the conflict of the age. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. But first, a reminder, you can listen to today's teaching again and previous teachings in the book of Revelation when you visit our website, walkintruth.com. Walk in Truth is also available for free on many podcast apps, apps like iHeartRadio, iPodcast, Spotify, Google Music, and many more. Search Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: One of the great brothers in our congregation with a great big pastoral heart is a man named Paul Hicks. He's been writing daily devotionals for a couple of years now, Uh, every single day ministering to hundreds of people. I'm personally blessed by these devotionals. And you have an opportunity as a family member of Walk in Truth, as a partner of Walk in Truth, to subscribe to these devotionals and receive them every day. To help you get a step closer in your walk with the Lord. To subscribe and receive these short devotionals to help you get a step closer in your walk with the Lord, diving into the Bible, having a built in devotion that you can just access on your phone, simply text the words Step Closer to 33222. Now that's all one word. Again, it's Step Closer, and you text 33222. Step Closer as One Word, thirty-three, two, two, two. Thanks for joining us in this walk, for accessing the devotional. I know that all of us are busy, and it's just great to have quick access to the Word of God, get a little short teaching to start your day. I would encourage you, especially if you haven't been in your Bible regularly, this is a great way to get started, and it's right there accessible for you. Now, the Wednesday night worship service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona uh, happens at 7 p.m. We have a time of worship, we get into the Word of God, and we have a time of koinonia, or fellowship. Now, when you go to walkintruth.com, just click on the Visit tab. You can get information and directions about the midweek service and the Book of Job, and much, much more. You can download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app, which is the great church behind Walk in Truth, When you go to your app store, just look for the red logo with the pillars, download it today, and you can keep up on what's going on. We'd love to have you come on out. Love to have your family come on out.
0: So check it out today. Be sure to come back tomorrow to hear part one of Pastor Michael's teaching in Revelation 13 about the mark of the beast. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. In addition to our faithful listeners and financial partners, this program is made possible by our staff. Executive Administrative Pastor Mike Rizzi, Audio and Video Technician Nathan Lance, Program Director Rob Newton, Graphic Arts Director Brenda Lance, Walk in Truth Store Admin Laurie Bondi, Financial Admin Claudia Rizzi, and Senior Pastor Michael Lance. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people.